This is Work of the Beat. It is Thursday, February 18, 2021. I'm Kevin Cooney along with Mike Kern. Glad you could join us on what has been a a breaking news day as we figured we'd be away but for a week, but nope. The uh, big breaking news, Mike. Uh, Not breaking news. Kevin, you, you knew this was going to happen two weeks ago. You, know, you just didn't know what. Well, yeah. You know, everybody yesterday was telling you it was going to be the Colts or nobody. So. Yeah, but the bat signal went up at about noon today, and there we go. There's the breaking news siren. It is Carson. Surprised they didn't wait for Friday. That's what teams usually do, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, they the, didn't. The Eagles trade Carson Wentz to the Colts for a third-round pick this year and what will likely be, unless Wentz gets hurt next year, a first-round pick in 2022. No, it's a second-round pick, isn't it? Uh, it's a second-round pick now, but it, if he plays 75% of the snaps this year, it becomes a first round. Uh, that's, okay, or, so if the, Colts, if the Colts are picking 28th in the first round, we'll get that pick. Yeah, or 70% of the snaps if yeah. the Colts make the playoffs. So Yeah, he'll be, he'll be comeback player of the year. The Colts will win like 12 games. You know, uh, whatever. Well, I guess your your initial thoughts on the deal were are well, they didn't get as much as as they wanted or thought. I mean, but like, who didn't know that? You know, apparently they were the only ones that thought they were going to get what um, what the Lions got, and the Lions got a quarterback in the yeah. deal too. You know, I'm not saying Goff is Tom Brady, but you know, Goff can play a little. Um, and they got what three first round picks, and um, mm-hmm. you know, so I'm figuring the third round pick could turn into Darnell Pumphrey, or um, I mean, really, or like, K- Whiteside again, yeah. Well, the only thing that they did was they freed their cap up starting next year, yeah. They don't have to pay, so okay, so they were on the hook for 30 this year anyway, or 34, whatever it is. So I wasn't going to go away, so you know, I guess, I guess they did the best they could. But Carson was controlling, you know, just like Dak's going to control the situation in, in Dallas. Mm-hmm. Ultimately, Deshaun's going to control the situation in Houston, even though they don't think so. Somebody better wake them up, tap them on the head or whatever. Um, like, there's some situations, like, Darnold isn't going to control his situation. Um, but a lot of these guys are. And, you know, so Wentz basically said, yeah, I mean, the only alternative they had to me is to say, okay, we're not trading you to the Colts. You know, stay with us. I, I don't know what that would have accomplished. Um, you know, I, but my I, question to you is because mm-hmm. I was it worth what the Eagles did in 2016 to get him? Well, now now you have like the chapter closed, and they gave up the three picks in 16, and they gave 128 million, and they basically flushed a year away this year. Because but the, the 128 million is a separate issue. What they well, did in 2016 to move up twice in the draft to get this guy, I say it's worth it because he helped them win a Super Bowl. So I, but I, I'll go with this. I don't think the 128 million is a separate issue in this sense. The 128 million came at a time when you were trying to decide between two quarterbacks, between obviously. Well, Foles was gone by then. Well, they gave it. Yeah, you made the decision to give Wentz the contract when you got rid of Foles. The obvious, right. the obvious question could have been: you could have traded Wentz two years ago and gotten probably a higher value than you will now because a team wasn't going to be on the hook for that type of salary and probably got more of a haul back. Now you would have been stuck. And, and with you Foles. and you mean and you mean keep Foles and keep Foles and then if you want no, 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 hold, no, no, hold, no, 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 hold on hold on hold on hold on and then you draft no. Jalen Hurst in the second round that no, next no, last no, year no, nobody's no, thinking no, no, twice no, no. about it no 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 what happened with Nick Foles was one of the best moments in Philadelphia sports history okay but it wasn't going to happen again. And why do people keep I'm not saying this? it would have happened again, Mike, but if you had a... But you're re- saying they could have no. done that and given well, Foles $22 million. What would they have had to give Foles? They would have had to give him a contract that would have been a three or four or five-year contract. Probably three years. Okay. And he's not that good. 
I'm sorry, people. Mike, it's not that. It's the question of did did you misread the circumstance right from the start? And the 128, hold the, on. What do you mean from the start? What do you mean like, from the start? Okay. You decided, all right, Wentz is our guy. And you obviously thought right. Wentz was your long-term guy. Right. And then in a span of nine months, reconsidered and, and switched. And that's where I question about the whole way that this front office handled this. But it only switched because the guy was the worst statistical quarterback in the NFL. Like if they would have played Wentz. Okay, so why did they? So why did they? Why did they draft Hertz then last year? That that, I don't have the answer to that. Okay, but I do know this: that when you invest 128 million in a guy or whatever it was, and then he gets clubbed on the head by. To Davion Clowney, mm-hmm. if Wentz had played, if Wentz was the 18th best quarterback in the league this year, this would have never came up. I mean, they might have played Jalen three plays a game, four plays a game, whatever. Wentz got benched because he stunk. Now, if the reason he stunk was Doug's coaching or the people around him or any set of circumstances, that's fine. That's that's whatever it is. And then Wentz, when that happens, then pouts, sulks. I don't want to play here. Okay, that's fine. He can blame Howie. That could be fine. But I'm just saying, if if he didn't play like crapola this year, we won't be having this conversation. I should point He'd out, be- we're going to have Joe Santa Laquita on. Joe obviously wrote the first story uh, back on Wentz back in uh, after the 2019 season, or after the 2018 season, rather, um, about this court in the, in the locker room. Uh, it was in Philly voice. That obviously created a big stir at the time. Joe received a lot of heat for it. And, um, you know, obviously two years later, a lot of what Joe wrote got proven that there was a disconnect in some form between well, the organization and, and to, when. To be fair, right? I think one of the reasons why Joe received some of that right. was because of the way he did the did story. The story. There were some questions as to how he – now, he, he might have been right. You know, at least some of the stuff was right. I mean, I'm not, but it's the way that maybe people didn't like the, yeah, whatever. I, I, you know, whether his colleagues, you know, there's always going to be, when somebody writes a story like that, there's always going to be people that are going to disagree with you because they didn't write that story or they might not think that story was true. Obviously, there's been issues with Wentz. Right. You know, now we're, I mean, um, Jeff McClain just did that big story about a month ago. We talked to him, right. Basically, was saying kind of a lot of things Joe was saying. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, look, if they made a mistake in giving him the hundred twenty-eight million, you know, if they would have went the way of Mariota and the way of, um, you know, but let's say for the sake of argument, Wentz doesn't get Jadavion Clowned last year after they gave him the hundred twenty-eight million, right? And they beat Seattle in the playoff game, which a lot of people around this town thought they were going to do. You know, would would we? You know, you would have went into this season. Nobody was saying back in September when stinks. Nobody was saying that. No, it was his playing over twelve games that caused people to say he stinks. We might have to put put this other guy in just to see what the hell we got here. And Wentz obviously he didn't think that was right. I mean, did, did Carson really think that he should have started the last four games? I don't know. I don't know. And, and that's one of the things I think we all want to. I think we all want to find out. Is like, yeah, you're never going to find I, out. I, he, I, th- I think you're going to find out because I think honestly, there's going to be, uh, there's going to be a lot of spinning going on in the last four years. What has Carson ever told you, other than I'm going to try hard or I'm going to play? No, he's not going to. First of all, he's not going to piss on the Eagles, right. even if he hates Howie. Uh, or me, had disagree or had disagreements with Doug. Let me let me like Jeff. Let me interrupt you because Joe is coming on right now. So uh, joining us, uh, joining us as he the Zoom loads up here. Joining us from his Zoom him in. Zo- we're zooming him in here. Uh, joining us, the fine writer from the Philly Voice, uh, who wrote the original Carson Wentz story uh, over two years ago now, and. Uh, it's a good time to check in with him and see what he believes has been going on uh, with this situation. It's it's Joe Santa Liquido. Joe, how are you? 
good. I'm doing good. Can you hear me? I can hear you. I, I and, can see your Orioles. And hat. I can see the Orioles. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm short. I'm short like you, Mr. Kern. I think you'd rather look at Billy Oriole, whatever the hell his name is. Than I Chili Willie. Chili Willie on a f- fitting today. So I'd rather look at Billy Oriole than Gritty. <laughs> that's, that's that's a me thing, I guess, because everybody else loves. I don't hate gritty, right? I, I, I but I just don't get the the love. I, I understand. <laughs> All right, Joe. Maybe it's got to be me. So that's okay. Uh-huh. Uh, Joe, your initial reaction to the trade and what the Eagles got back for Carson Wentz? Um, I think it's good for everyone. Even though I'm probably going to get a lot of pushback for that, which obviously I think by now I'm used to. I think it's good for Carson because I think, well, I don't think I know he, he, he needed to get out of here. Um, just from still being associated with a good number of people in that building. And from what I was hearing from other folks around the league, it, it, it benefited him. I think it benefited the Eagles by, um, uh, what is it? Addition by subtraction, because there's no way he would have been able to come back to this, to this team to this fan base. And um, there was a few little birds that whispered into my ear, a word it to is this way, um, that uh, am, am I going to need like a couple phone books to sit on here? No, no, no. You're fine. You're fine. You're <laughs> Nobody's fine. Nobody's seeing you. Nobody's seeing you. It's just the oh, podcast. Because so. <laughs> if they could it's, see me, they'd never tune into this podcast. That's true. <laughs> They wouldn't be looking at my prism shirt. So, so um, I like well, it was. It was shirt. kind of leaned into me that the that the the conversation, the initial conversation between Nick Sirianni and Carson Wentz, didn't exactly go too well. Which, as we look now at the whole panorama of everything, kind of makes some sense as to why they didn't seem to be openly committed to him. From what respect, Joe? Like, from what respect didn't it go well? I, I didn't get details about that. All okay. I was told, okay. just just that way, my, my, my okay. it just it didn't it didn't go it didn't go well. That's and, all. And, and, and this is this is this is from someone pretty right. high up in the NFL. Hey, hey Joe, and, let, me, let me follow up on that line of questioning, man. Uh, Sirianni, it took a week uh, before he met the press, and yeah. he was very noncommittal about Wentz in that first press yeah. conference. Was the conversation between Wentz and Sirianni? In that in-between time, you think? Uh, that I don't know. The, okay. like I said, the only thing that was that 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 filtered back to me from again, why why I believe it is because it came from three different people who don't even know each other, and they said the same thing to me. They said, you know, I, you know, what I'm understanding is the the, the, the initial conversation between Wentz and Sirianni didn't didn't go well, and that's that's the only way it was worded to me that it didn't go well. I don't know the specifics. I don't know anything like that. And I was just like, you know. Okay, you can go well. Um, when you look at this, who is the for the failure of this relationship? You know, there's going to be a lot of there's going to be a lot of people who are going to dissect, it, and I think people are going to fall on it's went who was immature, or it was Howie who Howie messed it up, or Doug messed it up, or whatever. You have a lot of people you know in that locker room. Where do you think it went wrong? I think it went wrong with, I think it went wrong with management. Okay. And, and the reason why I say that is because, again, um, you guys have have children. I do not have children, um, but I'm around people that have children. And when the child, when a petulant child, uh, or when a child becomes petulant, gets out of hand, what do you do? You slap them in the wrist. You can get you get them under control. You you don't turn around and encourage behavior that I do know for a fact was encouraged in that building. Um, what I had initially written, uh, and obviously we know that the, the feedback and the tsunami that I faced there with it. Mm-hmm. Again, I knew something, and I was talking to you, Kevin, all off the air about this. Yeah. And, Mike, you're very close to, to Bernie Fernandez, who's a very, very dear friend of mine. Sure. Bernie knows all the bones of Bernie. Bernie knows mm-hmm. the truth because I, I knew what I had on my side, and that was the truth. Um, they would not have called Wentz in. Think about it. They would not have called Wentz in if there was not even a kernel of truth to to what I had did, what I what, what was posted in January, in January of uh, 2019. Um, so they knew of this behavior, and they thought they were addressing it then. Mm-hmm. Apparently, would you, no Joe, really- let me just tell. 
to something. When you say behavior, just for maybe people that don't, I'm trying to, you mean like Carson not um, like listening to people and doing his own thing and like, yeah. like, are you, is that what we're talking about? Yeah. Yeah. We're talking, uh, we're talking uh, again, the selfishness there, the, um, the inability to really uh, become accessible to his other teammates. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we're talking about too, and this is where it translates on the field. The guys thought again, um, I'm not, I know I'm loved. I can't, I can't curse in the podcast, but I won't. Um, as one player put it to me specifically, he says, <laughs> get it. You know, I got to be 10 yards away from my guy for that MMF to throw to 86 who could have a 10 pound gorilla hanging on his back. Right. And he's still going to turn around and look for him. Yeah. Now I know the numbers bear it out in terms of targets and things of that nature. This is with Ertz is 86. We should point out. Yeah, 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 exactly. And these, these are guys, these are guys. Well, it wasn't Jeffrey. <laughs> these are guys that were that were in the huddle with him on the field with him, and um, so, so basically he wasn't he wasn't running the offense. Like I've heard things. I think Kurt Warner was the guy that came out and said when he looked at like he wasn't reading what was out there. He, what you're trying to say is like he would just look for Ertz because that was what he did. Yeah, and, and this is here's here's something a real good real good aside. Didn't really trust. And if you guys remember this, mm-hmm. you'd hear Peterson constantly say, Carson has to trust the offense. Carson has to trust the offense. Mm-hmm. Carson has okay. to trust the offense. There was a play, a, a, red, uh, a red zone play, that uh, he pushed up against. Pushed up against. I'm not going to be specific as to the, the, the name of the play, but I know the name of the play. And he pushed up against it. And then finally it works and loves it. And by the way, they were running that play up until this season, that red zone play. But that's just one example of, of Wentz's mentality. Um, and mm-hmm. it's just a matter of, see, he was at his best. And I still believe he could be fixed. And I still believe Carson Wentz could be, I think he could be Matt Stafford. I don't think he's going to be Tom Brady. Well, Brady's a, a bad example. I don't think he's going to be Aaron Rodgers by any means. But I think he could be a good winning competitive quarterback in this <laughs> league. But he has to turn around and get out of his own way. He has to turn around and, and be willing to, again, accept hard coaching. And he's going into Indianapolis, and he's dealing with Press Taylor, who we dealt with here. And I had who's I his had friend? Three, three guys from the building. Three guys from the building. Tell me the same thing. They've never seen a dynamic before like that ever, with the players coaching the coach. Right. And on top of that, people also forget now. Mike Gross, the wide receivers coach for the Colts. Right. And wow. again, what was scoffed at and what was laughed at with my first story? Oh, Joe, how can he bully and run over Mike Gross? Well, he did. He did. And, yeah. and, and, and Crow would turn around, and this is what I want you to do. And Carson was going, nah, no, this is what I want to do. Well, dude, I'm your coach. You're going to listen to me. You're going to listen to what we say and what we do. Once he gave in to what Peterson wanted, mm-hmm. we saw those things. We saw what he can be in 2017. We saw uh, another good cop, bad cop routine between Mike Rowe and, 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 and John DiFilippo. You know, uh, uh, and, and they, would play, they would play off that. Um, I know Carson. And I'll, I'll go with the religious element here a little bit. Carson felt the kindred spirit more so with Reich and them being of, 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 a, of a similar faith with a, with a similar background. So there was a bit of a bond there. So again, John would get on him about A, B, C, and D. And then Reich would play the soothing role. And, and then they would meet in the middle. And what we would saw, what we, what we saw, we saw, and we saw a very, very, uh, an MVP level type quarterback. Again, I don't know if he's ever going to be an MVP type level quarterback. But I think he could be a winning quarterback in this league. And but even, he just, okay, Mike. But Joe, even the la- the last four games of 2019, I mean, he played well. He kind of mm-hmm. kind. But when you said he didn't believe in the offense, is that the reason that it worked better with Foles? Is that Foles believed in the offense? Foles ran what we what he was told to run. Okay. And Wentz, from my understanding, uh, well, sometimes did he would go off. <laughs> he'd go off the farm. He, mm-hmm. He'd go off script. I, I There's another specific term, uh, but I, I can't repeat it here because I'd probably give up someone if I did. Right. But, uh, yeah, he would he would go off script, and they had to basically haul him in. And and and, deep, and, and, and Coach Peterson would go crazy, and he would yell at, at, at Grow and yell at, at, at Flip and yell at Reich and yell at Press Taylor. Damn it, what the hell is he doing now? you got to turn around and pull him back in. And it reached the point then to the season where, again, and I know this for a fact, I know this for a fact. Again, that freedom that Wentz had been given mm-hmm. on third down. And I wrote it. I don't know, Kevin, if you got a chance to see the story last uh, uh, February 8th, last last Monday. That was up on Philly Boys. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
uh, tone, 4200 word tone, but um, Jeff McLean uh, went into great detail, and he, he, it was a fantastic story. But the one thing that these guys pushed up against was McLean stating in his story that Wentz changed plays purposely to spite Peterson. That, what I found out, was is not accurate. Uh, from the people that I spoke to. And that's the only pushback against what Jeff did. But somebody Jeff told Jeff that, right? Yeah, I believe so. And Jeff had to yeah. go with what he heard. But what I right. know, right. I, this is these are these are these are three, four people that told me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'll go even far as five people. Uh, one one I'll, I'll say doesn't even belong on this team is not on this team anymore. And who certainly is no fan of Wentz's. But they all said the same thing that in a million years Wentz wouldn't do that. Now he called the formation. He called the play at the line of scrimmage because he had that type of flexibility that Peterson gave him. And what he was doing was making mistake after mistake after mistake. And Peterson, again, you know, hey, listen, listen, you know, are you – You mean, in, call, you mean in calling the wrong play, Joe, for the defense that was set up? He, in, in terms of – yeah, yeah. He, he would just – yeah, he would, he, he'd make constant errors. And, and Peterson okay. finally said, you know what, Carson, I got to start reeling you in, bro. I got to start turning around. Because he couldn't read one, the defense right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he would he would see he would see ghosts, and uh, the way uh, one individual put it to me, it's like dangling that uh, that shiny new toy in front of a child for three or four years, and then suddenly pulling it away, and that's where again that friction began to build between Peterson and Wentz. Uh, again, from what I was told, and that was this season, Joe. That was that was this, this past season. Okay, yeah. but but Joe, obviously there was they were concerned enough about Wentz. Okay, now your story comes out. In January of, of 19, okay? January 21st, 2019. Right. Yes. They, let, they let Foles go to Jacksonville, okay? Yes. yes. They signed Wentz to the big contract. Yeah. 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 And then eight months later, they're drafting Jalen Hurts. And my question is, was when did they kind of know that this was a mistake? Like... Is it strictly because of what happened this year, or did they see something in nineteen they didn't like, and they went and wasted a second round draft pick on on Hertz that they could have used to help the guy? What, what I've gathered, at least from the from the Hertz pick, and and this is from again people inside that building and people outside that building that know the league very well, and they all told me pretty much the same thing that Hertz was taken, even though they had issues with with Wentz, and they knew there there were issues there. But Hertz was taken strictly as an insurance policy. And yeah, this is our guy, and Wentz is going to be right. able to get us to the promised land in the playoffs. But you don't want to turn around and rely on a forty-two or forty-three-year-old, you know, to turn around and to try to win a playoff game for us. Um, Wentz again took that took that pick, and personally, in, in his mind, yeah, in his mind, he just went he just went crazy with it. I mean, all the while, I mean, this fixing thing with Wentz, this th- the fixing thing, at least in my very strong opinion has been in the process for a few years now mm-hmm. in terms of people wanting to turn around and fix it, both on the field and off the field. He had a number of mechanical issues that he was able to get away with. And again, from this is again from three people that, well, used to be associated with Eagles, but this is this is according to them, mm-hmm. that he had mechanical issues that they thought, again, he would play himself through. Uh, and that same mentality was carried into this season where Peterson was like, he's going to play himself through it. He's going to play himself through it. He's going to play himself through it. And Peterson wanted to believe in Wentz. And, you know, talk about, well, talk about a way to be, you know, talk about someone that's that's trying to be loyal to you and in the way uh, uh, Wentz treated uh, Peterson, <laughs> talk about a strict, you know, uh, an about face. You know, here, I'm trying to help you. You know, we all saw what we saw this past season. He should have been yanked far sooner than what he was yanked. Sure. You know, I, I'm not, a, by no means am I saying I'm a football expert, but I can tell, you know, through my novice eyes that he should have been yanked at least two or three games before that. I mean, his his play was 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 deteriorating left and right. No, no, and it I, reached Joe, a point I, where not only the mechanics were bad, but psychologically, he was all over the place. His eye levels were all over the place. He was immediately almost like looking down at the line of scrimmage and at the rush before he'd even look up at the field and see where guys were open on the field. And, and Joe, I don't disagree with any of that. I really don't. <laughs> I, and uh, look, Wentz has to be tougher than this. He has to grow up yeah. in, in that sense of yeah. if somebody gets drafted like this, Kind of do what Aaron Rodgers did. Uh, just take it as like, okay, you know, kind of an FU kind of moment to yeah, show yeah. back his organization. But my yeah. point is the bigger fl- flaw here, and mm-hmm. I don't know if, if, Mike, you agree with me on this, 
the bigger flaw here is not being able to read the people you have in your locker room. And that's what this front office and this what this coaching staff did, and they totally screwed it up. Kevin, fully, fully, I am a million percent on board with all that. I mean, they knew the signs. They knew the signs. It's like it's like you're pursuing a pretty girl. It's like you're, beautiful, you're pursuing a beautiful woman. You have a snowball's chance of hell of even getting on a date with her. But you're you're fixed in your mind that somehow, some way, she's going to turn around and say yes to me. Yet in your mind, you know, uh, 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 the reality is it's not going to happen. But in their minds, and and we're going to go here a little bit. I mean, the arrogance of the organization and, and, and the arrogance maybe we'll go here with Howie Roseman that, you know what, you know, we're, we're lavishing him with this contract. We're lavishing him what we what we think are good pieces around him. And um, and, and it backfired on, on, on everything. I mean, again, they knew there were signs there. And, and again, I go back to, to, to January of 2021, 2019, rather. Think about this. They're not calling him in to address some Joe Schmo story. Right. You know, if there wasn't an inkling of truth to it. And Wentz, much credit to himself. I've said it privately. I've said it publicly. Wentz addressed these issues. Mm-hmm. And, you know, let's appease it. But basically what we wind up, what winds up being is, is, is a, uh, is a, uh, is a bandaid on a, on a gaping wound, you know, uh, guys would tell me, yeah, he's more accessible. Yeah, this, yeah, that it led to, uh, uh, an August, uh, September story that I did for Philly voice in terms of this being his team now. But I spoke to four guys there and I find this interesting. Two of the four guys still turned around to me and says, you know, Joe, he's this, that, and the other thing, and this is his team and they've let the way for him. And it's time for him to lead and all this other business. But Joe, you know, he's still a dick. Right. <laughs> so so yeah. for these guys to turn around and say that to me, says that there were still issues that were there. Right. That they just simply ignored. My, and again, uh, where his behavior off the field translates to the behavior on the field, where again, we see how much this team rallied around Jalen Hurts. We see how much this team wanted to play for this guy, like they wanted to play for Nick Foles. Yeah. Mike? Yeah, I mean, it's just so confusing because we, do, like, we don't know what the Eagles were thinking. Like, were they just, I don't believe they drafted Jalen to be um, Carson's replacement, at no. least not in the short term. I really don't believe that. I, I don't think they, you know, yeah, we'll use them for, like the guy Taysom Hill in, in New Orleans. Yeah, we're going to be smart. We're going to bring him in four or five plays a game, which which wasn't working the way they were doing it. Mm-hmm. But I don't, and I think if, if, if Carson had played well this year, or played mm-hmm. okay, you know, not mm-hmm. whatever. I don't think we'd even be having these conversations. But it seems to me, from what I'm hearing from Joe and what we've read, is that Carson is the D-I-C-K. Like, you got to be bigger than that. Like you just said, Kevin, you know, be, be what what uh, the guy in Green Bay did and go out and get to the NFC Championship game. Not that the Eagles were going to do that, but, you know. But they were better than a like, four-win team. They should have been better I, than a four-win team. I have questions about Howie. For sure. And questions about Jeffrey and maybe even questions about Doug. I never thought he was Vince Lombardi. But to me, the quarterback has to be a bigger person than what he's shown. And it's like he's like a little kid that said, I'm okay now. It didn't, you know, I don't like what they did. I'm going to take my ball and go home and I want to go here. So God preach bless. On Mike Kern. Preach on yeah. Mike Kern. What's that? Preach I on. I said, preach on Mike Kern. Preach on. Yeah, I mean, then he got what he wanted, which he's go, he's going to play with Reich. And you know what now? There's no freaking excuse. You know what? No, this he's is his last stand the in the NFL, really. Well, the Colts just won 11 games this year. Yep. And basically, you know, next year they're going to be a pretty good team or they're going to be thought to be a pretty good team. Okay, mm-hmm. let's see what you got, big boy. You know, go take them to, to the Super Bowl or, or take them to the AFC title game against the Chiefs or something like that. Um, Let's see what he's got. because if he, And that's why he didn't want to go to Chicago. Because Chicago's coach and general manager, if they don't win next year, are gone. They're gone. Yeah, yeah. Um, and the other thing too is there's there's the DiFilippo uh, aspect of it. I mean, John's a taskmaster. John pushed him hard. John also got the best season out of him ever. But here's yeah. a situation that they're faced with. Uh, Mike, here's a situation that they're faced with in Indianapolis. They're dealing with again accountability issues because they have Indianapolis now. Press Taylor's on their staff. Mike Rowe is on their staff. Mike Rowe is the wide receivers coach for the Indianapolis Colts. So if yeah. I'm I'm Frank Reich, I'm getting Wentz as soon as he lands. I'm getting Wentz. I'm getting Mike Crow. I'm getting Press Taylor, and I'm from from Frank. And I'm getting myself. And we're sitting in a conference room, and we're saying, guys, what's on your minds? You got to get it out. Let's talk. Let's see where things go. And finally, maybe someone puts the foot down on Mister Wentz and says, "Dude, you got to be held accountable." Yeah, Mike. Uh, did you have something to say, Mike? I'm sorry. No, I mean it's just it seems like we've been 
throwing this round and round for like a month now. And I, you know what? Carson got what he wanted. Ultimately, the Eagles look stupid in all this. They really do. I, I mean, because none of us think that Jalen Hurts is going to be the quarterback in the future. He may be. He may He may prove us all wrong. And they brought these guys in that have worked with them before. Hey, God bless. I hope for the Eagles' sake, Jalen Hurts turns out to be Kyler Murray or something like that. But if they go out and take a quarterback with the sixth pick this year, I'm going to throw up. <laughs> well, that was going to be my question. To do it. I, I was just going to say that was going to be my question to Joe. Joe, are they picking a quarterback at six? No, no, no. They can't. They can't do that to Hurts. Or are they? Are they? Are, are they going to wait till twenty two? Yeah, they'll take Waddle. They'll take. They'll take the. Uh, they'll take uh, Chase uh, from LSU. Um, yeah, I, I, there, there's just a, or maybe even you know uh, our guy Kyle, our guy Kevin Kyle Pitts slides yeah. down to number six, and they take him. Um, uh, yeah, I, I, there's there's I, I'd like to think common sense is going to take over, and um, but I will say this about Jalen Hurts from what I've gathered from from talking to to some folks. Um, even if they did take a quarterback, Jalen Hurts is not going to turtle up like Carson Wentz did. Jalen Hurts exactly. is going to fight and claw and scratch for that job as opposed to turning around. And again, Christ, he I, had I'm curious to see this first he press conference. He had to take his job at Alabama and he didn't turtle up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He fought for it. And then you know what? Hey, this is the result, you guys. This is the, the area you guys want to go. Fine, I'll go to Oklahoma. And, and, and we know the end there. This, this first presser, that Wentz holds in Indianapolis. And I hope they let Jeff McClain on and Zach Berman on and Damo and, and right. Les Bowen. I hope they let our people on there from the Philadelphia area to ask some questions because I'm curious to see what Wentz's reaction is, you know, in reference to, again, that that trade thing. He never came out and never said, you know, it's not true. Um, again, guys, we know the way the game is played. This whole thing was orchestrated by Ryan Tolner, Wentz's agent, who, by the way, is also the agent of Jared Goff. Jared Goff. And I think had a lot to do with orchestrating that deal with Stafford. Mm-hmm. And I think behind the scenes, it was it was um, it was Ryan Ryan Tolner, who was a major power player in the NFL, representing a number of these 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 quarterbacks and a number of these big time guys, uh, was turning around and orchestrating this deal. He's the one that planted it. You know, uh, again, we know the way the game is played. You know, he turns around and, and throws a bone to Shefty or or Chris Mortensen or one of those one of those high platform guys. Um, and Wentz never, ever, ever turned around and said, you know, this this trade stuff is, is not true. I, I, he never pushed back against it. And that bothered guys. Uh, just, again, I'm only talking, I'm, I only spoke to a handful of guys. Uh, I don't know what the whole locker room felt like, but I got a good idea. And I know for a fact that bothered the hell out of a lot of guys. You know, hey, Joe, let us. me ask you this. It was yeah. never going to happen. Okay, we know it's never going to But if Jeff had fired Howie had said, or demoted him or whatever, sent him to the corner mm-hmm. and then said to Carson, hey, look, you know, Fresh you hate start. him. We know that. Yeah. Um, do you think it would have made a difference or not? That's a great question because I, I, even in the end, what was kind of interesting is Tolner and Wentz, what I was told, were going strictly through Lori and not even dealing with, with Roseman or right. trying not to deal with Roseman. So uh, they hate, they hate, ha- I mean, Wentz hates Howie. He right? hates him more than, uh, he hates him more than Doug. Impression. But, but they were also, I think the guy that Lori, and, and, and here's something else too. Again, very strong impression. Wentz was a Lori pick. I mean, I, I believe Lori went out to see him work right. out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so Wentz was a Lori pick. This was some, something there. That's a good, Mike, you have me thinking here. I I, I don't know. I don't yeah, know. I don't if, know either. If Howie, if Howie was fired, <laughs> if, if Wentz would still be here, part of me thinks, I'll tell you what, 65% of me thinks no, because, mm-hmm. again, the temperature of the fan base here and, and, and the temperature of the locker room. I mean, that's the only thing I have a little bit of a pulse of. Mm-hmm. Um, part of me thinks. But, but Doug, no. but, but, I, think, but, I think he wanted out. But Carson created a lot of that temperature. And, and here, which is typical Carson, he was not going to take any accountability whatsoever sure. for anything. Because in Carson's world, Carson could do no wrong. Well, that well, sucks, Joe. Well, I mean, that, <laughs> I thought, no, but no, the impression we had of Carson like a year ago, until you wrote that story, let's say, or even yeah. maybe after you wrote that story, was that he was basically a good guy. You know, he was he was the heartland of America, you know, North Dakota. And, and let's also be fair. He, he was very charitable. 
in this city. Yes. I but mean, now what we're kind of coming is the word you used before from one of those players. You know, I mean, that's that's the impression I'm left with now. You know, I ain't rooting for this guy anymore. Well, well just- it, it, it was it was it was tough. He's here's something here for you. And I left it alone in the first story and I left it alone in the larger story. But as it was explained to me in reference to what's and it gets and I'm going to go to the religious aspect. He comes from the belief that I'm doing these great charitable works and he does good for him. He does. But sometimes, though, you know, you have this thinking and there's a certain type of mentality out there that I praise the Lord and I praise, praise God and praise Jesus and I do these charitable things. And that allows me to pretty much act any way I want to act. Piety, basically. Right. Yeah. Uh, let me, and and I, I don't know that for a fact, so I understand where you're <laughs> coming from. I, I, I'm not going to say here or there whether that is what's going on. He may he may just be a spoiled kid, though, Joe. I mean, let's yeah, be honest. I mean, is, yeah, he's from he's from the all, you know, the, he, everybody gets a he, trophy generation. I was just going to say, it could be just a it. little so It's a lot kid. of things, Kevin. It's a lot well, of things that come into one with him. Well, I, I, you, what I just Joe. said is, and I think that's part of it. Yeah. I think what Joe, I said is the religious sure. aspect. Of no, I understand. Go ahead, Mike. When you come from North Dakota to mm-hmm. Philadelphia, mm-hmm. that's, it's different, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, Philly's Philly. Um, it's at Northeast Carter. Now he's going to Indianapolis, which isn't Philly. Yeah. Um, and he could probably maybe get away with stuff more mm-hmm. better than Indianapolis. No? Better hunting. Oh, yeah. 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 Do you guys remember? This is interesting. Do you guys remember when he first came to Philly? I remember this specifically. Remember when he got off the bus? Yeah. And he just blew by all the all the people there and just like didn't really just kind of gave these guys a, a, an absolute complete cold shoulder. Um. Mm, uh, we'll just say maybe we'll call it a sign. Maybe we can call that an early sign. But I remember, I remember specifically that one occurrence, uh, mm-hmm. that one time there. And then obviously there's been a lot of little signs here and there with him. Um, I oh here you go. I I'd be out socially with some of these guys, and um, and and oftentimes uh, being at major events, being ma- major social events, uh, quite often he'd be the one guy missing. You know where you'd have. You know, 75, 80 percent, 90, 95 percent of the team there. He was the one guy missing often, often. So that yeah. kind of says a little something there. Now, now, and when Nick Foles, when Nick Foles wins a Super Bowl and they put a statue up, and I'm guessing Nick Foles was popular in that locker room. Oh my God, yeah, yeah, yeah. right. Really so I, I said at the time, as great as it was, I'm not going to give the Super Bowl back, but it was the worst thing that could have ever happened to Carson Wentz. No city could have a story like that. No. Now, no, no guy's going to win the MVP. He gets hurt. He gets him to that number one seed for the most part. Mm-hmm. I mean, Foles can't, you know, and then Foles wins the title, and Carson's going to be fighting uphill the rest of his life. Joe, let me <laughs> Joe, let me ask you a couple questions here before we let you go, and thanks for your time uh, on short uh, notice. We pleasure, point out. Why uh, are we letting him go? He's, he's, he's wealth of information. Well, because I'm sure he's got about 15 more hits coming up today. Uh, okay, <laughs> um, okay. One, it's a $33 million cap hit, and they were already over the cap. Yeah. And I know some of the connections you have in that locker room as I decline my FaceTime. Sorry about that. Um, Sorry. I know some of the connections you have in that locker room. How many of those guys believe they're gone now uh, because of the cap hit and, and the changeover? I know two. I know two. Two? Know one's, two. A t- one's a tight end. Well, besides the tight end. <laughs> I think the tight end is a given. Yes. Oh. And, and I'll, tell you, I'll, tell you, I'll tell you this about the tight end. I'll tell you this about Zach Ertz, what I know of Zach Ertz and being out with Zach Ertz. And there's two situations here. I, I see the amazing, amazing, amazing work Zach Ertz does for the city. And Julie, yeah. Yeah, there was one occasion where I was told, they specifically told me, don't write about this, leave this alone. Where he he lets these kids in, and they 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 would have camps, and they have camps to the Maxwell Club. He's a really incredible guy. He really is on and off the field. I can't say enough good things about Zach Ertz. Um, and that's a shame because I think uh, he felt pushed out by the by this by this organization by this franchise. Um, he felt mistreated. I don't blame him. I mean, this guy's a Super Bowl hero, yeah. and he should be. Yeah. You know, this city yeah. should be indebted because they told him they were going to renegotiate his contract, and they didn't. Right? Yeah. 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 Okay. Well, well, all right. So 
you say you know two players, and I'm not going to well, at least at least at least two. Yeah, yeah, and they're going to. I mean, let's also be realistic between the three of us. We know they're not going to be good for a while. They're not going to be good for at least three years. Yeah. And 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 well, they get a third round pick this year, an extra third no. round pick. <laughs> well, well what, what, Montana was a third round pick, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah no, so Montana was, was Montana was so a second Barnell, round pick. Barnell Humphrey or whatever. The, <laughs> yeah, Humphrey was a third round. Uh, I couldn't even tell you who their third round was last year. But how many guys? The want, cornerback. The cornerback was a third round from West right. Virginia. How many of those core guys want out at this point? That I wouldn't know the answer to, but I'll speculate. I think there's a great number. Um, I know it's a shame. I know someone like a Kelsey who's near the end of his career, the all-time yeah. Eagles yeah. great center. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'd like to think he would like to win another Super Bowl. Um, maybe with his brother. I know Malcolm. I know Malcolm. Malcolm Jenkins wanted to come back here, right? And they they didn't think one uh, on the field. They didn't think he was able to cover anybody. Well, he's still able to cover, not as well, not as well. Uh, got what he wanted. He wanted to win another Super Bowl before he got out. Um. I'll speculate. I mean, I, I got to feel Jason Kelly, Kelsey would not be on the unemployment line very long if he decided to turn around. And well, the two pounds, the two pounds, he's just retired. So, yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And, and, um, and actually, I, I would see, though, I, I tell you what, I, I wouldn't, you know, I could see Jason Kelsey retiring and then coming back as a chief to play with his brother, brother. one year. And I they actually need, and they need a center. They need a center, actually, the way things have gone out there. I mean, with, they've had serious offensive line injury issues over the last couple of years. Do you uh, on the defensive side? I mean, on the defensive side, I mean Graham is getting older. Yeah. yeah, Graham's getting older. Fletcher has a big contract. You can look up and down, and and there's guys they can get rid of, like that. You know, who would save them a lot of money, but it's it's going to take a bit of their heartbeat away. What happens then to Howie Roseman at this point? I mean, he is he has somehow survived it all. He survived. I believe Kevin my opinion, um, I think they give him one more year. That this team, well, no, I shouldn't, make two more years. I'm going to speculate, maybe maybe two more years, because we know we know what they're going to be next season. We, we know what they're going to be next year. Sirianni's going to have to turn around and, and, and place his program in place, try to develop a culture, get these guys on the same page with everyone. Um, uh, so it's going to take at least a year to turn around and try to get he gets more than a year. Direction. He, get, he, gets, he gets at least as long as Sirianni's there. And that ain't going to be a year. I don't be as because nobody thinks they're going to win next year. Yeah, that's that's why I said that's right. at least yeah. at least two years. He gets at least two years, and if they're not like say next year, say they go, which wouldn't surprise me, they go three and thirteen or four and twelve, and if they don't make that move up to maybe a six and ten or maybe a seven and nine team in Sirianni's second year, that's when they start taking. In my opinion, that's when they think they start taking seriously serious looks at Howie. It's it's unbelievable. I mean, yeah, it's an, it's an absolute it's an absolute mess. And I think part of the, the well, how he deserves as much blame as, as Wentz. How he deserves blame because he let this go way, way too long without putting pulling in, pulling in his his petulant child. And then the other side of it is you have Wentz, and Wentz deserves as much culpability in this whole matter as I believe Howie Roseman. Because again, if you're going to be that so-called unselfish guy, that 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 great teammate, um, you don't put your team, you don't put this organization. What Carson Wentz, Carson Wentz basically held this organization hostage and eventually they gave in. Because I, I also believe if he wasn't traded, guys, I think there's a possibility he may have even held out in 2021 yeah, until he, he was traded. I mean, so, I, I think things were that irreparable. I'll get that word out. Well, I think things were that irreparable between the player and the organization. And, and, and now we see what happened today. It came Everything came to fruition today. Um and how twisted this is going to sound to both of you is I give him an A plus because again addition by subtract addition by subtraction get the guy out of here get the guy out of the door let's start building again they could start building a culture they could start turning around and building a foundation um, and and think about this <laughs> they they were willing to part with Carson Wentz at a record cap high hit of thirty three point eight million dollars. Oh, yeah. That's how badly they wanted to get this guy out of the door. So that's why I give the Eagles, at least in terms of making this trade, a high grade only for the basis of that. That this cancer, and I'm going to go here with this, this cancer had to be cut out before we begin, before we begin to grow again. 
I can't give them a high grade to be honest because they're the ones who create. I don't blame things. you. I, I mean, I'm, my grade is completely wrong. No, but I, that's what I I'm mean, basing my grade off of. They the they cre- we had to get, we had to cut this cancer out. They created and they, and they did the a good job entire mess. They created the entire mess. Yeah. You know, in appeasing the quarterback when they did, and then kind of submarining them last year with with hurts, whether they meant to or not, they did, and then every. <laughs> Kevin, let me. I, that's on wins. That oh, is. That is all, absolutely. It's that's, all that's, wins. I agree, I agree with you, Joe. It's I mean, I, I think they they they're not a good organization. They're not as good as they think they are. Oh, that's. But Carson's got to step up and show some balls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's does. I mean, I'm Kevin, sorry. That's I agree, Kevin. I agree with everything you said. But his 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 Teflon thinking, his way of I'm I'm the mean okay. all and be all, all right. end all. But you would agree. You, know, with you have to turn around. And you got to fight. Right. And this but, is Philly, and but, you fight. But you Joe, fight for your position. But, Joe, and, and look, I, I don't disagree with what you're saying, but I also look at it that the organization should have looked at, are we supplying this guy with enough weapons? And mm-hmm. they didn't. They didn't. Yeah. They, they went down a road that they should not have gone. Because once you make that commitment, you're locked in. You're married at that point. And you basically have thrown a, a, a year, two years away. Because of that decision, yeah, yeah, they're not again. They're not going to be good. I, I, let me ask you two guys. Uh, over under going into the season. Over under future. If you're going to place a futures bet, what 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 would the number be? Under five. Well, I think five, I think it's six. I think it's six in Vegas right now. I would go under six. easy. Yeah, I would go under. Well, their I mean, look, their schedule is the fourth place schedule for mm-hmm. whatever that's worth. Mm-hmm. The and, division's you know, not this great. Team, if nothing else, showed that they will play for Jalen. Yeah. So, yeah, sure. if you know, if Jalen doesn't get hurt, if the guys, the coaching staff they brought him can can make him a little better, which you know the one guy is his guy. I mean, mm-hmm. so I, I'm not willing to say that they're going to totally suck, mm-hmm. especially in this division. But I think if everything went well for them, whatever that means, mm-hmm. they could win seven or eight, which probably oh, means they're going to win five or six. And, <laughs> and, and, and Mike, you know, I, but you want you want to? I'm not going to sit here and say. That they're just automatically going to suck for the next two right. or three years. Yeah, you want a number. You want a number that kind of highlights this, Mike. Of the four teams in the division, they have the second best odds of going to the Super Bowl. Yeah, <laughs> well, I kid you How not. Is that possible. That's a, Dallas oh, that's is hilarious. Dallas is plus three thousand. They're plus five thousand. <laughs> the Giants are plus six thousand, and the Washington's plus sixty five hundred. This is guys. This is from. Uh, wow. Three assistant coaches that I know in the NFL. They like Sirianni. They hear good things about him. But they all said pretty much the same thing, that he was at least maybe two, maybe three years away from the position that the Eagles currently have given him. And someone that sure. knew him when he was with the Chiefs were like, you know, here's this guy. I, I don't know exactly. I think he was one of those quality control guys. And instead of turning around, and, and that's, 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 the, that's the bottom of the barrel, quality control. That, that's, that's 20 hours a day grinding, doing this, doing sure. that. But with Nick, when Nick was there in uh, in KC, Nick had a chance, you know, when, when vacation time came, when something came, uh, Nick wasn't there. He wasn't He wasn't on that grind the way a lot of the other guys in the quality control uh, uh, building Are. were, the quality control office were. So we'll, let's see what Nick can do. Uh, I, I'd like to give him the benefit of the doubt. Let's see where things can go. Uh, but if someone else ordered it to me, uh, what are they running there up there at a, a, a day, a daycare center yeah. up at the Novacare it, complex? It, it, it's well, <laughs> I mean, in, in retrospect, I would have hired the guy from new England um, yeah. as much, even though that we heard he was, he could be a, a, you a, know, dick. a yeah. dick too, yeah. but I don't think, see, I, I'm of the belief that the next couple, I don't know how, how especially if Jalen Hurts can't play, mm-hmm. which we don't know yet. Yeah. But they're not, you know, they're they're probably two or three years away from being even a good team. Yeah, respectable, yeah, Mike. Yeah, yeah and, exactly. And, and then you got to draft well, you know, you got to get which they haven't. Mm-hmm. Um, but my only thing I care about right for the moment is what can they do with Jalen Hurts? And you may not be, you may only be able to do so much with Jalen Hurts. Yeah. I don't mm-hmm. know this. Yeah, I love me, the kid. Well, I, I have you two kid. here. Well, I have you two here. Let me ask you about this. Okay. Do you think Wentz, I will say, I will definitely say this. There was no way in hell Deuce was going to be the head coach of this team. 
And I no. think part of that no. had to do with the left. That I really strongly, I'll just say I strongly feel. But let me ask you this in reference to McDaniels. Uh, uh, do you think here, uh, again, there was, there was the trade rumors buzzing around this and that, but do you think uh, Roseman and Lurie just says, hey, listen, Carson, you know, we're thinking of hiring. And remember, I mean, we all thought at the time it was a done deal that they were going to turn around and take McDaniels in, and suddenly McDaniels is out of the boat, Sirianni comes in, swoops right. in, whatever. But do you, do you think Wentz may have had something to do with that and the fact that the Eagles didn't pull the trigger on McDaniels? Again, here's a guy that's a slugger. He's a hard coach. Well, he's a hard coaching guy. He's a balls to the wind kind of a guy. Do you guys Joe, think I believe Wentz may have had something to do with that? With how, how big a shit show this team has become, I believe anything. I, like, I believe they probably thought Nick Sirianni could, could work with Carson Wentz mm-hmm. and make it work. And, and, you know, hey, you bring a little Frank Wright coming in and all that. Mm-hmm. And then a week later, decide, well, nope, it's not. But we hired the guy, so we got to go move on. That's all. Yeah. I have I have no flipping idea because, A, I don't know McDaniel that well. I only know that he's won six Super Bowls, but he <laughs> failed in his, you know, when he was the yeah. coach in Denver. I, I don't have the faintest idea what what they're thinking. I, mm-hmm. I really don't. I knew Deuce it's probably the better way to go through life, be Mike. Coach, yeah. no, Deuce was never going to be the coach. Oh, and it? I don't know if that's a good thing, bad thing. I, I don't know this, but the, to me, the fact that you didn't even want to talk to the enemy, or um, or that you gave a token interview to, to you any gave... of the guys with Tampa, and and look, right. this could be an NFL thing. The way the NFL doesn't let you, you know, talk to these guys. But I mean, mm-hmm. I think you got to at least talk to Todd. But and I know Todd. Didn't well, they do did. Well in they talk, but they talked event. to Todd on a, a Zoom. But it was like I said, I don't it felt give like a, a shit about Zoom. It. We're on Zoom. <laughs> I, I mean, you know, you got this is the this is an important decision for this franchise. Yeah, yeah. you know, yeah. you you got, and it almost seemed like they wanted. And they're not the only team. There's other teams out there that didn't. You know, Texans. But man, I I don't know. I, I'm 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 flummoxed. I am. I'm. Well, I'm rooting for Nick Sirianni because I'm going to give him all the benefit of the doubt. Yeah, but I don't have good vibes about any of this. No, I don't either. Yeah, and 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 and, and, the, and, and you should. You guys are you guys are right. And we're talking on February 18th, 2021, and it's going to be a miserable time come autumn. You know, they're going to be in an interesting spot because, you know, when autumn comes around, this town lives and dies by it. But, you know. If they're really bad, we haven't seen really bad, like prolonged bad in a long time with this team. Yeah. like Yeah, and that's why they were the toast of the town. And yeah. now you have the Sixers that are rising. You have Carter Hart with the Young Flyers team. they got a Kevin Phillies team that's going as well as anyone. I mean, I don't think the Philly, I don't think the Eagles will ever be on the bottom no. of the sports chain here. But I tell you what, I mean, I, here, here you go. I know three season ticket holders, they're they're out. They're out. They're, they're, they're not going to renew again. Sadly, I mean, there's older, a bit- but they're out. They're you know you know what? Why why am I going through this aggravation? Yeah, there's about thirty five thousand though behind them in line that will replace. Yeah, this is this is this is true. It's still a fun time. I won't so. I won't deny that. Joe Sanloquito from Philly Voice. Check him out. I'm sure. Thank you. And uh, Joe, congr- uh, I I don't know if congratulations is the right word, but what you did a couple of years ago started this uh, this train, and uh, here Thank on the last day we uh, we 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 tipped the hat for the uh, the piece of work you you, you Orioles hat. Uh, yeah, there you go. Thanks. I'll tip. I'll tip we'll, we'll tip. We'll tip. Chili <laughs> thank God we're not. Thank God no one can see my ugly face. Well, nobody can see my bald head either. So, Joe, thanks a lot, man. Uh, okay. And we'll right, be thank back. you guys. And we'll be safe. And we'll be okay. back on work at the beat okay. right after this. Our thanks to Joe Sanquito for joining us. Uh, just a f- couple final thoughts here before we uh, say goodbye for the week. Um, it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting to see how Carson Wentz handles Indianapolis because. You were right, Mike. I mean, this is last. This is last stop for him. This is if he messes this up, he's not going to get a third chance at this. Well, in the NFL, you can always get a third chance, but it may not be. It won't be a chance on his terms, right? You know, I mean, he's only twenty. What twenty eight? Yeah, 20, whatever. A couple major okay, injuries, so, though. But if three years from now, or four years from now, it doesn't work in Indy, and he's thirty one or thirty two. I mean, unless he just plays like he did last season, which I don't think is going to happen. Um, you know, there could be a team out there. He might not be the starter, or he might he might have to fight for a starting job. But, I mean, I looked at Cam Newton this year. I looked at Mariota. I look at Jameis Winston. They're all they're all out there playing. So, um, 
you know, but I, I think he has to succeed. I'm not saying he has to win a Super Bowl in Indy, um, but he's got to play well and the team's got to be a decent team. Um, I would say, you know, one of the, the final part on this in my mind is, you know, Howie Roseman has outlasted Doug Peterson. He obviously outlasted Chip Kelly. He's outlasted now Carson Wentz. At a certain point, and you know this from covering teams the way you have, you can't outrun it forever. And so now it's Howie on the clock. Howie well, has if you're to- friends with, if you're really, if you have a great relationship with the owner, yeah, you can. Yeah, but even yeah, well, you, but even the most yeah, I mean, patient well, owner well, has a to- has a breaking point. I get it, Kevin, but you're assuming that Howie Roseman hired Nick Sirianni. Yeah, that's true too. And, you know, we're assuming we assume things, okay? If let's say three years from now the Eagles are looking for a new coach, everything would tell you that then they should be looking also looking for a new Howie Roseman. But logic doesn't always. If logic made and this team were synonymous. We wouldn't be in this position. Even them winning the Super Bowl wasn't logical. So, you know, I mean, all the things that's happened with this team in the last decade, most of them aren't logical. Is there one? Not just not just Howie. I'm talking about right. other things. You know, is there one, is there one thing out of the Carson Wentz era you can take out of it? Like, is there one memory? Is there one? Yeah, they lesson? were eleven and two, and he was the MVP. And they won a Super Bowl. Yeah. That's I, what I'll take out of it. I would say that Monday night game against Washington where he was he had the he had the escape move that Oh yeah. That that, that was but there was a few of those. There was a few of those though. Yeah. You know, and even the Rams game. And look, Foles came in and had to win that Rams game at the end mm-hmm. after Carson got hurt. But nobody thought they were going to go to LA and win that game. No. I mean, that was the game that everybody said, okay, now we're gonna find out about the Eagles. And they went out and they won. Um, uh, you know, a team that would go to the Super Bowl the next year. Um, yeah, but it, it's, uh, you know, you, you can never take the Super Bowl away. And this is the biggest thing that Howie has in his pocket. And Carson, even though Carson didn't win the Super Bowl, but he got them there. He got them to that number one seed, which, you know, we don't know what would have happened. Well, and that's, and that's funny. I was just actually just think of that as as you were talking. That you know, we usually in this town when we have the what if question, you know, what if they tackle Joe Jervicious against the Bucks in O two? What if Carter doesn't hit the home run and the Phillies go to game seven in ninety three? All that. What what if Halliday comes here in two thousand nine? Nine, yeah, those type of questions. And they're usually all this like it worked out poorly kind of things. This one, the what if is, if hurt if Wentz doesn't get hurt, what happens? What ha- does do they bomb out in the first round? Do they go win the Super Bowl anyway? And, doesn't matter. And the doesn't impact matter. it would have had on him long term in this city. That's where doesn't I doesn't matter. I know it doesn't. It, they won the Super Bowl, which Philly fans have been waiting for for fifty two years. Okay, they won the Super Bowl. The only person. That that impacted badly was eleven. Yeah, that's it. And I said that at the time. It, there's no way that, because the only thing Carson could do is win a Super Bowl. That you know McNabb never won a Super Bowl. Nope. And that kind of haunted him a little bit and haunted Andy a little bit. And Jaworski never won one. And Jaworski, no, but Jaworski yeah. wasn't supposed to win one. No. It, it Carson was the second. You know, Randall. It, it was like. And it wasn't just that Carson didn't win. The backup quarterback did. Yeah. Tell me another city where that happened. Yeah, there's I, no city. No, it, 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 there's, you know, it, um, it, so that was his cross to bear. Through no fault of his own, you know, it was his knee's fault. Um, but, you know, if, if Foles had lost in the first round of the playoffs to the Falcons, we wouldn't be having any of these conversations. No. It would, the what if would have been, well, boy, what if Carson didn't get hurt? Could we have won the Super Bowl? Now it doesn't matter. If Carson was healthy and won the Super Bowl, it doesn't matter because they, they won, they won the, the Super Bowl. Bowl. Honestly, <laughs> it almost tarnishes the legacy. Like, all, right, he, all he could have done is screwed it up at that point. 
Um, or or he could have matched what Foles did. Foles did, right. So, but we'll never know that. And if he never wins a Super Bowl in his career, uh, does that mean he's not as good as Foles? Well, no. But in terms of that, you know, and then and it wasn't just that. It was the fact that the next year Foles rescued them again. Yeah. You know, and and won a playoff game on the road. Almost won a game in that Los Angeles again late in the season that nobody thought they could win. And then he was gone because you had to make a choice. In tw- and I think they, I think they made the right choice. Fin- I know there's people that don't. Right. Final question. In 20 years, when we're looking back, is Carson Wentz? I'll be, up- I'll be dead in 20 years, but that's a good. I'm, that's a good thought. Okay. Is Carson? I like that thought. Okay. <laughs> It's, it's, I'm would, rooting for me too. You would be 81, right? Uh, I'll be 82, going on 83. Right. It'll okay. be close. All right. Hopefully, hopefully it'll be close. Um, in 20 years, is Carson Wentz a, a footnote in Philadelphia sports history, or is he a a a a, a major pl- figure? What, what do you mean major figure? I mean, he's not well, Donovan McNabb. Well, no. Well, a guy that. People will either will roll their eyes about and say, "Oh, we let him get away and all that," or so much unta- you know, untapped potential. You, you mean is he going? Is he going to win a Super Bowl somewhere else? Yeah. I mean, I still think he's young enough and talented enough. Well, he went to play. I don't know what the injury. I don't know what the injuries have done to him. Right. And after talking with Joe, like we did, you know, his mental state. Seems like it's weird. So, you know, is that fixable? Is Frank Reich the guy that can do that? Um, that I don't know, Kevin. I mean, I, I, I think the Colts can be good next year. Uh, so I'm guess I'm saying that I think Carson Wentz can be good next year. Mm-hmm. What he's going to be over the next five to ten years if his career lasts that long, I, I have no idea. It's hard to win a Super Bowl. There aren't a lot of quarterbacks that win Super Bowls. He's in a he's in a conference with Patrick Mahomes, which is going to make it harder to get to a Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I, I think when we look back at Carson Wentz, it'll be kind of the way we look back at um like a missed opportunity. Yeah. You know, maybe the way we look back at Roy Halladay or we look back at Cliff Lee. Um that it, it could have been better. You know, and they weren't here a real long time. Um, I think the one thing we can guarantee is it's created next year a split seat, a split screen NFL for a lot of people because people are going to be focusing on every game of the Colts to see how Wentz is doing. But see, I don't care. I, it, it, you can't, you can't live your life like that. You can't. You okay. know, it's just like when people are going to be wondering if they're going to get the number one like, pick. <laughs> or, I understand that, but like. Like I, people like when when Foles came in and won that game real early this year with the Bears and and Anthony you know on his show went through the whole thing you know is Nick going to make the playoffs is he going to take I don't care I don't wish Nick I never wish Nick bad anything I won't wish Carson bad but I'm not sitting there every week saying oh my God the Colts are six and one and oh wow you, you know it wasn't going to work here yeah. it wasn't it was a toxic situation and Wentz has to take at least some of the responsibility for that. And I don't think from, from listening to Joe, I don't think he is. No, I don't think I don't think there's either. any accountability with him, which is sad. You know, I can point the finger at, at Jeff and Howie and, and Doug and say, well they didn't do enough of what they but let's say for the sake of argument, Doug was trying to get through to him and it wasn't getting through. Is yeah. that Doug's fault? No. And it cost Doug his job. Yeah. Uh, you know, I mean Ultimately, um, but you know what? Doug's got a Super Bowl ring. Yeah. Nick Foles has a Super Bowl ring. Carson Howie Wentz. has a Super Bowl ring. Carson Wentz has a Super Carson Bowl ring. Do- no, he doesn't. Wow. No, he doesn't. He has one, but you know and I know it's a hollow kind of ring. And he knows that. Deep down, he knows that. Um, as much as I, I'll say they might not have won the Super Bowl without him, that year, he was great. He was awesome. He was great through 13 games or 12 and a half games. Isn't that ironic, Kevin? It was 12 and a half games. No, 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 because they were 13th. It was more games than he played than he started this year. Um, 
But yeah, so I'll always be, I'll always give Carson Wentz the benefit of the doubt that them moving up to get him in 2016 helped them win a Super Bowl two years later, yeah. even if he wasn't the guy on the field in the Super Bowl. Um, but the way it ended, it's just disappointing to me that, and I think a lot of it goes back to, yeah, you put a North Dakota guy in Philadelphia, he's a North Dakota guy. Yeah. Not, and not everybody can handle Philly. No. You know, and, and look, we could point to how did Howie do enough to put enough around him the last couple of years? No, he didn't. Did he draft Jalen Hurts? And that, and I'm sure with Lori's approval, yes, he did. Um, but at some point, you, you know, other quarterbacks, we've seen them say, okay, it sucks, but I'm going to give you the best I got. And I don't think Carson gave him the best that he had this year. Um, and so that'll do it. We will not talk about Carson Wentz again until next year, at least. Next week, probably, but, you um, know, that, um, yeah. Hey, look, all you can do at this point, this is all we can do as fans, root like hell for Jalen Hurts. And, 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 you know, we saw some good things last year. We saw some not-so-good things. But I think – I don't think he's he's the guy. Like, I, I don't I don't think, either. If you said to me, is Jalen Hurts four years from now going to be Dak Prescott? I don't think so. I don't think so. But he's proven people wrong before, and I'll give him that. He's a winner. He was a winner in college, and I'll give him the benefit of the doubt, just like I'm going to give the new coach the benefit of the doubt until they show me that they can't, you know. And then the Eagles are going to go out and take a quarterback with, with the sixth pick, and, and the whole thing's going to start off. Those are storylines for another day. So, uh, Oh, God. Let's it's, go Phillies. It's, it's, oh, you didn't even mention that JT broke his thumb for finger. That, that's for a couple weeks down the road. Next week, um, <laughs> we, we will have two shows next week. We have one on Friday and next week, which uh, I think you're going to enjoy. Uh, and I enjoy most of them. Well, this one's going to be different. I'll leave it at that. You're going to do this game. You're going to play the uh, the Mike Greenberg. I'm teasing you to get you to listen for another another three segments. <laughs> That's next. That's next. That? Get up. That's next. Get up. So you're on ESPN. Anyway. Yeah, and they say it's next, and then they but then they hold you for 45 minutes. What if I told their you? definition of their definition of next is not my definition yeah. of next. Uh, Let's put it that way. That's true. Uh, so. Mike, I appreciate it. Thank you for jumping in on short notice. Uh, enjoy the shoveling. Yeah. Thank, thank you. I'm done shoveling, man. I mean, uh, for, until for until today. tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> until, until yeah, we- but the but the major shoveling is done until next till whenever the next storm hits. I guess yeah. I don't know. I got I got the snowblower out. I was done. It was good. So, all right. Hi. I- I appreciate thanks, it. Thanks, Joe. Thanks for hopping on, Joe. Yeah, thanks, thanks to Joe Santa Guido for joining us. Or thanks to you for joining us. Have a great weekend. Stay safe. Stay warm, everybody. This has been Work of the Beat. <laughs>